0: you tuned in to the Bros Book Chef podcast, where we read the books and let the content drive the discussion. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy.
1: There are some things that you wish they were, but they're not. And the only thing that you have left to do is accept it and just keep on moving. Life gives and life takes away. And sometimes those things that are taken away find its way back. Don't count on it returning the same way it left. You have to accept it and just keep on moving. Because it doesn't belong to us. There's nothing we can do about it. We can control what we can control. Even our destiny, that's guided by our ambitions, is influenced by the environment it's cultivated in. Asha, the daughter of Lauren and Ben-Kole, was born into a broken world. And soon after her birth, Asha was taken away from Lauren and ben Winner of the Nebula Award for Best Novel, The Bru's Bookshelf presents to you the sequel to Parable of the Sower, Octavia Butler's Parable of the Talents. Give it up. episode of the world's bookshelf with your host Lennon Gibbons and I'm sitting here with my beautiful wife my editor-in-chief my live-in partner
2: live-in partner sounds interesting
1: Dr. Teresa Gibbons hello hey then I'm joined with my line brother the deuce Dog, Donovan Snipe what's going on everyone and we also have the smooth silky baritone voice of Dr. Harvey Hinton third, And we also have, joining with us, my other line brother, the 15 out the Fall 2001 line, Mr. Stephen Gilliam. What's up, y'all? In this podcast episode, we're going to be covering Octavia Butler's follow-up book from Parable of the Sower. It was supposed to be a trilogy, but it ended up as just a Follow-up sequel to Parable of the
2: Soul. I did not know that. Yes, Parable of the Talents. You got something on me. Yeah. Hmm. Harvey.
0: Yeah. Why uh, you picked this book, dog? Well, we had a we had a good time reading the first one, uh, Parable of the Soul, and uh, Donovan had jumped into uh, the Parable of the Talents, and so I figured we go ahead and, and see what's going on with Earthseed, see if anything really took root, and. So it happened with the characters. So, um, you know, Black History Month. So why not <laughs> do some, some black Afro, Afro-futuristic Afro stuff and keep it fun and funky?
1: At first, I was like, <laughs> yo, this book
0: is long. It's longer than a mug, yo, for real. Trilogy? Yes. I'm good. <laughs> 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 My fault, I tell you, Butler. God bless your soul. But I'm good on a trilogy. I
3: don't know. I think I needed a third one. You think well, so, I don't darling? think she left room for a third one. Oh, well, she did. Uh Yeah, it did. Definitely, she left the third one because they went to you outer space. That's over. when it, that's when it started, and that's how Earth speed is eventually supposed to. be. It's supposed to be this thing that spreads throughout the universe. So, yeah, the destiny. Yeah,
2: I just, I guess, from whose perspective would the third book be?
3: Marco's son.
0: Yeah, the daughter, the sellout daughter. Yeah, the sellout yeah. daughter. Yeah.
2: With that though. I mean, because she actually was the main character kind of narrator Mm -hmm. of this book, because, you know, everything that was written from her perspective didn't really have the introductions that her mom and her uncle did. But so if she if, if the first book was completely Lauren, then the second book is Larkin. Then the third book would have to be somebody else.
0: Or or Larkin's coming to realizing how messed up of a sellout she is. Maybe she had her uh uh disappear. what's that movie with uh <laughs> Mahalia Jack, the woman was playing oh, um, playing white with that movie.
2: Imitation <laughs> of life. Imitation of, of life. life. <laughs> imitation <laughs> of life. Maybe, yeah.
0: maybe she have a moment like that and be like, Damn, I hate I missed my mom, I messed that up. I don't That's know. That's
2: interesting that y'all are calling Lark Larkin the yeah, sellout. She, she horrible, okay.
4: man. I'm sorry. She said bro. Her That's name so is so not funny. Larkin. She preserves she uh She prefers
0: Asha or something, right? Oh, that's right. right. Asha very. So, I mean, to Lenny's point, I think, you know, the book, to me, it kind of started, I was excited to get into it, then it hit a wall, and then it's like, okay. um, It started out on a wall.
4: It was like, and then we planted (laughs) spinach. And then after the spinach, <laughs> we got pumpkins. And then after pumpkins, <laughs> we planted some trees and prayed. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
2: Stop it, Steve.
0: Yeah. Steve, tell it, dog. That's how it was. That's exactly how it was.
1: Okay, let me give a brief summary on what the book is about so the listeners can know. So the book is about, it's a continuation from the parable of the sower with Lauren Orlamina. Lamina. So, Lauren Orlamina has a daughter named Asha Varia, but but she was originally named Larkin. So, so I'm just going to read the back of the book. Asha was born into a broken world. There are many things that she needed to know, how her country would embrace a violent, far-right president promising to make America great again, why they turn a blind eye to suffering, and the truth about her mother. In her journals, Lauren Olomina tells of a great love divided between her young daughter, her community, and the revelation that led her to find a new faith that teaches God is change. But under a tyrannical religion regime who considers the mere existence of a black female leader a threat, Lauren knows she must soon either sacrifice her daughter and her followers or forsake the beliefs that could transform human destiny. Those camps kind of reminded me of those Native American boarding schools. hmm You yep. remember uh, schools, mm-hmm. I think it was from 1860s to the late 70s, where they would try to reassimilate the Native Americans mm-hmm. and uh, take them to school and re-educate them into the American culture? hmm They said you can kill the Indian, but not the man. And so those camps was kind of a parallel to that, to me. And, you know, and I thought, like, she was taking a lot of things that actually happened in America and actually happened in our history and incorporating them in her story. True. And her story was kind of a reflection of her. Because how she wrote, how Lauren Olamina looked, how she can look like a man, Stop, Stop, dog!
2: <laughs> Stop, dog. Stop. I, 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 I was wondering it. Where this was going. and then <laughs> I, mean, I realized you know, that I was by myself. So I just Stop, yeah, I was like, "Okay." I
3: wasn't wondering at all. I I knew which we were going down. I heard the GPS talking loudest.
4: The famed feminist Afrofuturist.
0: I mean, to the storyline that that's a strength of hers to be able to dress like a man. Now, in the, in the first story, she was full of salt and pepper. She was loving getting, humping all over the place in the first story. Okay, door.
2: that's not true either, but okay. She's a that's sheriff. She, do she, this she, she, again. She,
0: come on, Teresa. In the second story, I mean, <sighs> it's not even cool no more to talk about and think about Get Down because it's weird now. But that's that's one of her her, her protective uh, strategies is to look yes. like a man. you know, it because was in it the works.
2: last book as well. Yes, so she did find that it was safer for her to travel as a man, which it is still safer to travel as a man, a white man, but still a man. She couldn't do that.
1: Another thing that I find fascinating was how deeply profound and well thought out those verses in Earthseed were in the Book of the Living. And just to think that she came up with that out of her imagination—Are we talking about the character? The character, the author, and how the author wrote that, Mm. and it looks like it—it could pass for something that has been developed over years.
2: It was.
0: I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. (laughs) No, that was the story.
2: Right, that's right. why I'm asking you. You, no, said I'm the, is, you said the character and the author.
1: The author wrote those verses
2: based in on the book truths that are that's for out real. of her imagination. They're real. Mm. She put them. No, well, that's life. what
4: she said about the Earth seed, right, Teresa? She said I didn't discover it. I just yes. Wrote it I mean, it was true. She,
2: they, thank you. Yes, they, she talked about, about these are these are observations and things that she brought from other religions. From physics, you know, just regular real earth stuff. Earth yeah. seed. Did anybody
1: else think those? Um,
0: da, you know, I'm earth those, those verses out, were
1: very prophetic.
4: I thought they were. I thought for me they were, but the the bigger impact was the fact that all the bad shit happens in the 2020s, and it's pretty much all the stuff that's actually happening <laughs> in the 2020s. Right. You talk about the school VR. Stuff yeah the the schools are for the rich people now and private education is terrible and they just put you in debt forever and companies owning people in their camps and all that stuff it's like it's pretty much like two to three years now it's pretty much how it's gonna be (laughs) the the trump the trump demagogue character is pretty much i mean it's pretty much trump but what's the guy's name gerald and his crusaders
1: jared
2: yeah. and yeah. he had
1: yeah. one turn like trump
4: only got one turn yeah. okay well yeah. he had one turn but I mean he has you know the extremists. Well, he drank uh-huh.
2: himself to death we could only hope mm.
4: as as the uh character says teresa there will always be a demagogue oh a demagogue
0: that was an interesting point because, i thought you know. it was
4: i thought it was cool how she was just like she had a really good examination of our social structures and You know, the whole book, she's, like, kind of talking about manipulating people and getting them onto Earthseed. And she Mm -hmm. really kind of dissects, like, what appeals to people and why people act the way they do on a societal level. And I thought it was really cool.
2: And it took Lynn uh, towards the end to call her out on her manipulation. She's like, I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: actually, it was Lynn to, to try to refine her manipulation. And try to critique it and tell her she needs to do more manipulating and disguising it as something else so it can be more palatable for people to digest it. She said, you need to be a little bit more like Jared if you want people to take this in.
2: Yeah. I didn't see it like how you described it in the beginning, but your last statement is true. Correct.
0: (laughs) That was a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean you said Lynn I I thought by the time I got to Lynn it's like it's a lot of characters in this book and I guess that makes sense or is that Mm -hmm. you know
2: right? and trying to hold on to the characters from the first book so now you're trying to remember all of the Original earthy families, and then the new seed families, and then the people who showed up when they took over Acorn, and yeah. then yeah, it, it was. That was a cool out. scene.
0: I mean, the whole the battle scene of them losing Acorn was was cool, and
2: it was. And yes.
0: um, Tragic. I think it's yeah. interesting, Steve, to the point of like the parallels of the world. They still had like quote unquote advances in technology when all this fuckery and other bad things are happening to how people are being treated, the technology seems to, you know, becoming more advanced. I think we see that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, those collars. Yeah, the, technology horrifying. Is
0: the, uh, the collars society. are wicked, yo. They leave no mark. that's a lie right they leave no permanent damage all that was
2: lies there was was a a contradicting statement one time when they were saying that it doesn't leave a scar it doesn't leave permanent damage but then I guess it wasn't permanent because Allie did come back around but it seemed like there were they alluded to the fact that the collar sometimes did make people lose their memory Mm, and that yeah so (laughs) I was like, hmm, did she make a mistake there? Cause I also know but this was probably a mistake in narration. But Asha said her name, she did she said her name was Asha, then she said Asha later, but that was probably just on the fact that oh, really? the
1: I thought the narration was really good, but there was times during the audible book where the author would take a spit swallow.
2: And oh my was, gosh, you noticed that That was okay. so annoying I to thought, me <laughs> I didn't even notice that I thought you were going to talk about How they kind of edited Quickly, cool. and, like sometimes yes, They weren't even they finished right to, like, two, yeah. yeah.
0: I was listening to a story And I just turned the music I turned it down for a second and turned it back up And I heard like a totally different voice I didn't know where the voice exactly. came from and I called Lenny, like, dog, like, what just happened? Man? My We're auto just... fucked up. Like, it's a man talking now. It was a like, man he's talking. He's like, it's somebody else. And it was another story. I'm like, bro, I'm confused. No, so, yeah. that, that was Marcos. I
2: think that was Marcos. Yeah, you sure it was uh, Mar- it's Marcus? His name was Marcus. Marcos. He changed it to Marcos. But I thought it was the voice of Ben, it was Cole. ben Coley. It was oh, Ben, ben Coley. Cole. Yeah. yeah, Ben Coley talked too. Yes, yeah. he did. And yeah. that was, uh, yes, when Ben Coley started to talk. That was yeah, the but,
0: beginning of the book. That was just yeah. like what? Because he's t- he's using the same dates. He's using the same prefaces of what's what's
2: happening, and, and this was yeah. weird. That was my dude. Ben Cole? Yes, Ben Cole was my dude.
1: Have you ever listened to that Michelle Obama's book, Becoming? Mm-hmm. And and Michelle, no, I love that book. <laughs> I and and-, <laughs> and <laughs> Michelle, Michelle narrated that book, and the lady. From this book, sound like Michelle Obama, but she understand. was killing me with the spit swap. Okay, okay, because like, you spit do a better job it. in editing that part out. I understand. She but... was
2: like talking, then
1: she dropped. Like... Now
2: it was some other things. So, <laughs> like, yo, the, no, that was a dramatic effect. Of it man. was,
3: <laughs> yeah, dr-
2: yeah, dramatic. Oh, okay, <laughs> but yeah, it was something a little bit different about this book and the way it was read that was different. Because mm. I was in love. I, 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 we said this, I think we all gave it a 10 um, last time. But Parable of the Sower? Yes, Parable of the Sower was extremely good. Parable of the Talents, eh,
1: not so Man, much. Man, was there any part in this book that y'all felt like emotional? No. Because it was a few parts oh, of yeah. this book that I kind of got emotional. Hmm. The part when the young girl snitched on the two girls.
2: Oh, yeah, that was
1: um, messed up. For making love
2: to each other. Mm. And they beat Did you have to say it like that? That I'm just, you know, I'm a little sensitive to the way, because I'm sure that eventually this whole group is going to go that way. No, go. No, no, tell me how you would have said it. I don't know. I I just would have said when she told (laughs) about the indiscretions of the couple. In the Alley, and the such women, so They were, uh, were, a they, they they were, were making remember, love like, in a room yeah. full of people. I mean, I know that y'all used to that, but uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't make love. Yeah, at yeah. At I, I have
0: sex. Don't <laughs>
2: never, never, never. <laughs> uh-uh. <No. laughs> don't and y'all <laughs> think that's funny too, but wait until your children come home and start saying to
1: meet and see how you like it. So. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it when, when, when those girls got beat, <laughs> and I was thinking about how the system can break you to make to you turn on your own people. Oh, yeah. But Ooh, you yeah. still you still don't win because imagine living in a world lonely and nobody likes you.
2: I'm being real conscious of my swallowing right now?
1: now. No, we're talking about this book where the, uh, where the two girls... They snitched on uh, Allie. Allie. And and yeah. then they beat her, whatever the other girl, the t- she forgot. died.
2: Yes, she died.
1: In front of everybody? Uh-huh. And then they praised those two girls and, and made them, they put them in the kitchen. Yes, and they were yeah, horrible. Yeah, that's your that's your promotion, going to the kitchen. Manuturious munition. Message! The Meritorious Manumission Act spurred black people to snitch on one another to get in the good graces of white people. It was a law that was codified in the 1700s that allowed slaves to earn their freedom by performing good deeds that impressed their slave owners. Freedom could be granted to an enslaved African who saved the life of their racist enslaver or invented something from which their enslaver could make a profit. Or snitch on another fellow African who was planning a rebellion or running away. Back to the podcast.
2: That's where you got to eat as much as possible. That's you know, Lauren told you that.
1: Yeah, they didn't kill them.
4: No, they disappeared though. After, after the uh, natural disaster defeated the technology, right? And they escaped. They didn't find the girls, right? They didn't know where the girls were. No, no they didn't. They still had the collars. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the whole collars. That whole collar experience is just, you know, these remote control devices that, you know, mm-hmm. somebody could just you ever seen those little clips? And I, I hate the damn Teresa, you gonna give me this. When the when the oh, dude be had it. to stick in the little vibrator in the woman he be playing with it in public. Y'all seen them clips?
2: Oh, no. Oh, where do you see these things,
0: Teresa? Harvey I has mean, a different feed than you do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
4: <laughs> I've seen y'all. the difference
0: uh,
2: between
0: my, my like, and like, and feed and uh, feed. it's I like totally oh, different. I doesn't. look at World Star day. <laughs> You know what I am saying? So these guys be doing these little date these date nights where they go out with their ladies and they're holding in the remote control vibrators and and just yeah, but it's the concept of somebody having that level of power over you. Right, you know, um, it's, it's it was, was it was that was very emotional. That was very emotional, and just that that whole experience of her being collared, that was that was deep.
1: This book seems so real. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of it and just think this came out of somebody's imagination. Not completely.
0: Well, the the, the cars, man. That, that the way the car could could detect the maggot. The, the, yeah, the maggot was, was able to detect life, and it was able to- Infrared. Infrared technology and all that kind of stuff, man. Just the idea of, of all of that is, it's, I don't know, man, it's fascinating. They got a show on Netflix. I hate to use Big Bug as the contrast to this word that we're talking about now, but it's it's looking at how AI can kind of run amok in a future right. society. I haven't finished it, but it's like, I'll watch it at first, and it gets funny, then it just gets spooky. And I can't take it. It's just frightening to know that technology can have that power over you.
1: She was talking about how at this Christian camp, they were given this sermon that they had to sit for and listen to. And the man was condemning masturbation, premarital sex, the stuff that's in the Bible. Homosexuality. The stuff that's
2: in the Bible. Uh, he all those things. the Bible.
0: uh uh-huh. <laughs> was preaching from the Bible. Except for rape.
2: He did. <laughs> he, he talks about preaches pedophilia. The all these things, mm-hmm.
1: except for rape. Because they didn't want to I don't know. It is themselves. rape in the Bible? Do they talk about rape in the Bible? Yeah. That's a great I mean, question. I do. don't even
2: else. know if they do. I mean, I just don't know if they do. I don't know if the mm-hmm. concept is the Or of in that Sodom way. and Gomorrah
0: was about a rape. Angels trying to rape. No, they were trying to it. have consensual sex
3: with the the angels.
1: Oh, it wasn't gross. the story of Solomon. Gamora. <laughs> You're talking about the story where the uh, the angels was beating on the door, do 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 do, and they wanted to rape the man. <laughs> yeah, they and wanted the man, to rape the man. And the man, exactly. and the man got you know, scared, and he pushed his wife <laughs> out there, and <laughs> yeah. they raped his wife. Daughter, there you go, daughters, daughters, daughters. Yeah, they raped daughters.
3: his daughter. Yeah, yeah,
0: daughters. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, they wanted him. <laughs> He was like, no, 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 no. You cannot have me. Use this hole. And you can't have my wife
1: neither. (laughs) Y'all look too big. They said the, the men were like six, I mean, like nine feet. And he threw his daughters out. That's horrible. And I remember yeah, that I'm story. I'm glad I went and to the right church. I remember right that church. story in Sunday school. And I was in <laughs> the right church. For <laughs> real? It's in the
3: Bible.
2: It's in the, the right church. It's the no. Bible. No, no, no. But, this but, is story but the church? minister... Baby, hold on. I understand explain the story that. to me. Make it make sense. No, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, whatever church you go to, the pastor, reverend, Omit whatever you call place. them, they guide the service. So they... Think about what it is that they're going to preach
1: They cherry pick the Bible
2: This is true And <laughs> I am glad that I went to a good cherry picker Because again I've, te- I've been telling you ever since I met you The stories that you tell me That you learned at your church mm-mm. I didn't learn it at the church I learned because I read the Bible oh, Okay, you just went on and Yeah, I read the Bible Okay Let me ask you something Ask away.
0: You ready? You have for the...
2: (laughs) Ask away. Earthsea chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Let me. (laughs) It better be good too. Let
1: me (laughs) ask you this. Sure. Because that story is in the Bible, Mm -hmm. and because the story of Solomon Gomorrah and Lot,
2: Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Mm Gomorrah, and the
1: end of the story is kind of left out in the sermons, but we know the the end of the Uh story correct. Do you? Believe that the Bible is literal, and that's
2: just I not do for not. you. And I'm just saying, and, and that's I've what, told you this that's before. So this Christians is for other people because Washington, you already know. Do you know.
1: really believe that the Bible, everything happened in the Bible literally,
2: or is I mean, it they may metaphor. or they may not, but it's whatever you believe. It's not about right me or you or them. It's your own personal interpretation of whatever, just like it's my own, you know. Interpretation of what you may do. Mm-hmm. You you don't think that what you're doing may be interpreted the way that I do. So everyone interprets the story in a different way. So we did a whole round the bush to say that we still don't know whether rape is talked about in the Bible as far as no, what the don't. punishment <laughs> is for it.
1: But that also kind of gives me insight on uh Octavia Butler's mindset and how she sees the world mm-hmm. and how she 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 penned this up in this book. There was also another parallel that she used, and this is what actually happens in the creation of nations and dominance to maintain control. Lauren Orlamina was kind of synonymous with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ spread, spread a universal message of love, for thyself and love for thy neighbors. But he ran into opposition from the Roman empire. Martin Luther King, same thing. Love, love thyself, love thy neighbors, a whole universal message. But he ran into opposition from the uh, white supremacists. In this book, Lauren Olamina was spreading the message through Earthseed of love, Uh, love thyself and love thy neighbor, but she ran through opposition from the Crusaders. In history, in reality, the Roman Empire turned into the Roman Catholic Church. The white supremacists turned into the Southern Evangelicals for Martin Luther King. And in this case, the Crusaders were the Christian Americans, the CA, right? So it seemed like during the time why these prophets were on earth they were met with resistance and um and they were criticized and pe- they didn't accept their message but as soon as they left they cherry picked their message and took it and used it to push their overall and their agenda of dominance and control
0: that boy is good ooh yeah yes. I thought that was very
4: thoughtful. How you took your time with that one, though. He did.
1: He oh. did. He definitely took your time with that. He definitely. Did. Right. Okay. I hate y'all. I
0: hate y'all. All right.
1: Never again. Never again. <laughs> but did you follow me, though?
2: I mean, you made me cover my uh, mouth for everything. Passed out during that. <laughs> you are. Like, What? Okay. So back to the book. I mean, Christians do have a history uh, of
3: like going to people's countries and you know. <laughs> Taking them and
1: mm-hmm.
3: the, right. the whole crusades was and all about let's go
1: into some holy land.
2: She wasn't dead yet. Losing, so.
1: She wasn't no, but she was met with resistance.
2: Yes, but you said after they leave but they're it gone was, it, they are on and they But so it was she she the
1: end of the book was left that Earth Seed did grow mm-hmm. and it did spread. Yeah. And it became bigger. Mm-hmm. And what she envisioned Before, it to
2: become. no, it didn't become it, it, bigger been, than what she
1: envisioned. It, it was in, that's it what was she in the US, envisioned. It was in Brazil and it was this in
2: Canada. is what she envisioned. Yeah. It didn't come, become bigger than what she envisioned. Yeah. That's what she wanted. That's what okay, she wanted to enough. see. Hey, yeah.
0: Fair enough. But now I'm thinking to, to baby girl's point did her mother give up on looking for her versus chasing out the earth seed? No, no, because that's how baby girl felt.
2: That Maybe was a perception.
0: Like, you know, my uncle found me. She could be wrong.
2: Which was absolutely asinine. I thought that was the craziest thing. When she said that, uh kind of pissed me off, actually. She's, She's
4: terrible. My uncle found me. Yeah, because he's with the well, kidnappers.
1: Like, <laughs> you ever seen this? Y'all ever seen that movie called exactly. Stolen by you ever seen that movie called Stolen by My Mother?
0: No, That's this one when this, them lifetimes somebody stole somebody out like, of the the maternity ward. Story. Yes, fell in love of, with the person who stole the lady you. stole
1: this baby mm-hmm. out of maternity ward, and she raised this child <laughs> for twenty something years, and she was the only mother that this child knew, mm-hmm. and And but she grew up poor, and her mother was middle class, and her mother spent years looking for her. you right. know it was based off a true story, and once she found her mother. The girl was like, But this is my mother.
2: Right. But and that's it broke still, her. But her uncle Marcus did not raise her.
1: No, he didn't. But that kind of <laughs> goes. I think what she did was I think what she did in this book, I think she was playing with the idea of how you can be programmed and brainwashed. Nature versus nurture. Okay. You know what I mean? That's I your think she I think she exper-
0: I mean they I think she they, experimented. He, with he didn't that. raise her, but they did make a choice to be together. It, after they met it's no such thing you know?
3: they work together that's that's the that's not even a real thing that <laughs> you can't have nature versus nurture. they always work in tandem with one another that's a white form of thinking you can't have you can't take something out real. of its natural environment and then expect to be able to study it how it normally is like if you're out of your natural environment all of your behaviors are going to be unnatural so it's always nature in conjunction with nurture
1: Mm-hmm. The the, uh, the whole ideology of the Christian America in this book is unnatural It's a lie Correct And that's why they were trying to They, they was trying to pervade his lie And they was trying to go after what they call quote unquote heathens That's why it was important for them to educate Send people to school and reward them if you take on this ideology Because it was a lie Right, but that, it was forced they, they didn't
4: exaggerate the Christian mindset though. It, they just put it in like this that has happened multiple times with Christianity.
1: Right. I mean the it's, word it's crusader not. is is out of in history book.
4: Yeah, like they didn't they just I think she did a really good job of presenting an alternate reality based on existing patterns and behavior, right? So when you say she met resistance, I was kind of feeling you for that um I don't know monologue you went through the soliloquy. I was feeling you because she did meet resistance uh, like everyone else meets resistance, but it wasn't like just the institution. She had little, uh, you know, people that resisted her along the way, like interpersonally. And to me, that was most of the story. It was like her fighting uh, a captor or her fighting her brother or her daughter um, or, you know, anybody that she met along the way that was trying to rob her or something like that. She was she was always up against that. And that's I feel like par for the course for us. It's everyday I al- shit.
1: I also enjoyed how she did write that nuance in relationships between her and her brother. Oh. And, and what Marcus was going through. I think Marcus was Marcus uh, said call him Marcos. Okay, Marcos. I think <laughs> I believe Marcos was Marcos Duran. Duran.
2: I I believe Marcos Duran
1: was dealing with an identity crisis.
2: Yes. And he was
1: dealing with, he wanted to be accepted.
0: It was dealing with trauma from having to walk the track.
2: He was dealing with a lot of things that he was not able to do. And, you know, it was also brought into the story of uh, Christianity and homosexuality. You know, that was another thing that was kind of thrown in there is... You know, these two books had so much thrown into them, but so I good. think I'd I have to say everybody,
1: everybody to read it
2: that this one was a lot more predictable.
1: Ooh. Um mm-hmm.
2: I found myself reading this and knowing what was going to happen next, so I didn't enjoy the ride with this book as much as I enjoyed the la- the last one. Just always had me like, "Oh my gosh, well, what are they going to do next? And how's it going to happen? And what's going to go on?" This one was more like, mm. "So, mm. Y-
1: did you know Marcos was going
2: to yes keep her daughter away from her? Yes, what, what really gave you what gave it away? The way that he always responded with her." It threw me the one the time that he cried, you know. I thought, you know, he'll do the right thing, but now, in retrospect, I see it was just tears of guilt. I mean, his it's own for himself. Could, yeah, yeah, for himself, his own convictions left him to treat his sister just like she said. She was like, "I could have left you in slavery," you know, you can't even do me this like you can't you're my brother and I saved you from slavery but from the moment I saw how he behaved the way he interacted with Ben Cole let me know that he was going to be a snake I mm. knew he was from that moment I was like this dude is going to was that was cause that when, uh,
1: when he was allowed to uh to preach well,
2: before he was allowed to preach, before he was allowed to preach, I could tell when he was talking to her and he was critical of her. I knew that that was going to be her nemesis. And then I decided mm. I really didn't like it anymore because I don't like when families have problems like that. I, I was just <laughs> like, wow, you know, because you know, this whole story from the beginning was built on her thinking he was dead and. How she would have done anything for her family, and then for him to come back,
0: yeah, and be bad.
2: her enemy—the one yeah. person to take her down. I, the whole I was like, the whole nah, like story
3: that. in general, though, is about her losing her family. Though, like she lost her family, like her mm-hmm. daughter is not her daughter anymore. Like they found each other, they met, but it's like mm-hmm. that's not her daughter. Like, she said, "Don't even call me that name no more." Like she, yeah, do not even call me that
2: name anymore. And so as much like, time as they spent trying to name her, and she doesn't even know that.
1: That's horrible, man. Even even still, she ended up being not as great as her mother, but she was above the fray.
2: Well, that's another thing, and that was Nature something else that nurtured. I. Well, I that that's you something like that, else that I thought about in this story because we're we're looking at poor poor people. Uh, People Mm -hmm. who have lost everything. And in this, they came out on top. Yes. Not together, but financially. Yes,
1: because Marcos...
2: uh, Rich on top of rich.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Marcos, mm -hmm. rich on top of rich. You know, his sister, rich on top of rich. And Asha, I mean, racks on racks on racks. So (laughs) it's like... (laughs) what. Mm, I mean,
0: yeah, it's the the seed they're sowing and the talents that they have, and you know, all I mean is her whole drive to survive. She didn't have money, but she had a wealth of knowledge because she she was free when she had Acorn, you know. And then when she loses Acorn, she loses her daughter. I mean, she's on a whole nother. Quest to get something that was taken from her, and she's a very driven woman, man. She's extremely smart. So, like, riches to her are not even, you know, about money. Right, she, she don't even live right, for she that. She didn't even
2: have a house. Remember, that's what her daughter, her yeah, daughter, daughter was she like. Yeah. She doesn't even have a house.
1: But what? if you if you I mean, follow her, 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 if you follow anybody that's about destroyed. the cause, and they really live for the cause, they're not into money.
2: We understand that. That's not, but that's not the point. No, yeah, yeah. The point is that they all became something well above what we saw in Parable of the Sower.
0: Absolutely. Walking
2: on a dirt road looking for their next meal.
0: That was a bad time they were living in in Parable of the Sower. And it's like, you know, that was all chaos was all over the place. And then in this world, you know she had she had built the whole community. She had a sense of civility, and she she had peace and to these the CA folks that you're talking yeah, you about. Have factions on in this one, like you know, you know things were starting
3: to get organized. I guess it was like the question of this book is like, who's going to rule the world? Mm-hmm. Would it be right. these factions mm-hmm. of nature lovers and people who, who value logic and peace and reciprocity, or will it be these people who respect authority and power and total control?
0: You know, and she she talked about Donovan. You know this mm-hmm. idea of when she was going against Jared, like even though she was had a, a opposing view to what Jared was talking about, Jared she wasn't really on Jared's radar. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she's like, Mm-mm. because she was insignificant enough, didn't to not Jared matter she was her? able to survive, irrespective of the influence she had with her writings and her books and all that, her teachings went beyond her, but she was she was okay with not really being known. It was kind of deep
1: didn't was it Jared or was it a senator that mentioned earthseed?
2: Jared was the senator, but they she was but not uh, the way they described it was that you know they knew about it, but it wasn't like one of the major groups that they were concerned about uh is what they yeah. said in the story because she there was a small group, but of course. You know, it changed.
1: Earthsea's destiny is to take its root among amongst the, the stars. stars. Yeah, y'all remember in 1996 that cult called Heaven's Gate. No, when those yes. people they dressed up in those uniforms.
2: <laughs> 1996?
1: 1996.
2: 1996.
1: Yeah, I was busy. Don't do that. All right, it's 1996, and they dressed up in these uniforms. And they followed this guy, Marshall App- Apple. Don't ask me. Whatever his name what? is. Stop
4: it! Stop it! The you guy know with that the white guy's
1: name. He looks like. Yeah, yeah. He was a white dude, a bald ballhead dude. Uh-uh. Uh, Marshall Apple yeah, right White. Here. Yeah. Anyway, okay. They they dressed up in these um, in, in these uniforms. Okay. They went and got this like poison out of Mexico, and if you mix it, you you mix it with alcohol. You would die a slow death and you, it's a, committing suicide.
2: And Why so, would you want to die slow?
1: Because they, they rested and they they all they all did like these, they recorded themselves, they were excited about leaving, and he was waiting on this. They thought sign. a comet
3: was coming to uh, the comet.
1: The comet um, was they, coming to I think it was Hellbop. Yeah, you remember that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they came and they all they all to laid cool together and, and they see. all just died together yeah. because they thought they was going elevating to the next level beyond hu- their human self. Mm-mm, I missed that.
4: Maybe they did, and we don't know. <laughs>
1: Maybe they did, Steve. Possible. Ooh. Like, you I mean, know what? Look what we're left with. That's deep. Which brings me to this segment in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the segment we have in this podcast called Lit Bars. And Lit Bars is any bar quote or any literary Collection that's put together. (laughs) Phrase. We're already starting with bars. Any literary phrase that's put together in the book that jumped out to you? So, um, you know, since you're talking, Steve, did you have any lit bars in the book that jumped out to you?
4: And then we planted pumpkin
0: seeds,
4: (laughs) row by row.
3: (laughs) Bars,
0: Teresa.
2: Did you have any? Actually, um. Because right. I'm such a sarcastic person, I kind of enjoyed when Asha slash Larkin right. turned around and told that lady at the church, God is love and love follow up, uh, love follows the law or whatever she told them on page 315. I remember, I was like, let me remember that. Hey. But yeah, I kind of enjoyed her sarcasm, the way she snapped back.
1: What about you, Donovan?
3: Um, I had it, but give me a second, I need to pull it up.
1: Harvey. I'll
0: give you one. Chapter fifteen, when Lauren tells her girl, she's like uh, God is changed. Look after yourself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the reason why I segued, I segued into this one uh at the, the Heaven's Gate story. Because the one that jumped out to me was when she said, there's nothing alien about nature. Nature is all that exists. It's the earth and it's all that's in it. It's the universe and it's all that's in it. It's God. Never at rest. It's you. Me. Us. Them. Struggling upstream or drifting down. Mm. I enjoyed that one. There's nothing alien about nature.
3: Mine is it took a it took a plague to pe- make the people realize that things could change. That's from the book.
4: Damn. Wow. A plague. All right. I got one. I like at the end where she said, what's the guy's name? Marcos. Mm-hmm. Stole Marcos my daughter completely. And stole. I don't even try to forgive him. hmm. After she talked about all, you know, she's getting ready to die, basically, and she's like, and I forgive this person, and this is lovely, and I'm so happy about this, (laughs) and this and this, and fuck that, brother. (laughs) Fuck my brother. He's terrible. (laughs) He was terrible. terrible.
1: Man, you know, that kind of goes into how a child can be programmed to hate their own parents.
2: Mm. Okay, but let's not get lost because she didn't hate her mother because of that per se. She hated her mother it seems because she feels her perception is that Earthseed was her mother's favorite child.
1: Right. Ooh, but she wasn't
2: she was
0: jealous of Earthseed
1: she only thought that because she wasn't open minded to know that
2: okay, but her mother loved
1: her and was looking for her but she grew up she still ain't yeah, open. Wasn't she wasn't she was she, she was not- she wasn't open to the idea that Earthseed was something that was ongoing, but she was the
0: number one, but she was gone.
2: I understand that. She's
0: still in porno magazines and stuff. She, she oh my god! She said, but then gonna be like her her mama. I feel you. That was whack. She She was so open-minded. The mama her asking.
3: The daughter going to be fast. Everybody's fast. Mama like, oh, Oh, man. This this line right here at
1: the end of the book in the epilogue (laughs) where she was talking about her uncle and her mother was upset with her uncle. She said, I went back Mm -hmm. home with him.
2: I was angry with him,
1: but even angrier with her somehow. I loved him more than I ever loved anyone, no matter what he had done. And she was hurting him. I didn't know whether I could ever see him again. I didn't know whether I should. I didn't know whether I even wanted to.
2: Okay. So that just shows how conflicted she was. She didn't she know if she wanted
1: to see her mother again.
2: Right. Because she is a person who just decided, just like, what were we just talking about? And it was this, it was almost the same. And it was about, you know, your perception of being abandoned. It's like, you can't change someone's perception of being abandoned. We did it with um the book last time, you know, talking about it
1: ends with
2: us? Yes. We talked about uh a poor homeless boy, Adam, Adam, Akham, whatever. <laughs> Atlas. 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 Yes. She was all Atlas and oh my gosh. And I was like Atlas ain't trying to find you.
3: I mean, like, that could be it.
2: Did. <laughs> so now yeah, I like, had he has a whole
3: just, life outside of ass
2: Yes, and you're like Atlas. <laughs> now it's the same thing with Larkin. Larkin was looking for something else. Larkin was like, "Oh, she could have. She would have. She could have if it wasn't for Earthsea. Earthsea. You know, I, I
1: Larkin. She did have a traumatic upbringing because the guy that was raising her was trying yes, to molest her. He
0: was copping feels on in church. Oh,
4: with his. I I think it's also partially like how she wrote all her characters though. And she tells us, right. She's like, I didn't discover it. It's just true. So I think she was, you know, it's a commentary. All her characters are commentary on like, some people can only come so far. Like, yeah, she was born to this radical leader, but she grew up in the church. Mm -hmm. No one ever loved her. She found one person to love and she was like, okay, I'm good. And she couldn't quite, even though she like looked like her mom, and she sounded like her mom, and she kind of was intrigued by her mom. She couldn't quite come that far because that's how people are. People can't just like, people can only come so right. far.
2: But what do you know mean, what I mean
1: by that, Steve? Come so far, like open up?
4: Well, yeah, like think of think of uh, Lauren's whole goal throughout the throughout the entire book is to take people from like not woke to woke, or, mm-hmm. or Christian to woke. And like when you do that kind of work, that organizing work, some people get it and they're like, man, I've been like thirsty for this my whole life. Now the whole world makes sense. But some people are just like, yeah, that's great. But I still have this, you know, I still have this comfortability. Like uh, the character said, I still have this comfortability in going to church and going to Sunday school. And yeah, that has all these terrible effects. But like, I can't bring myself out of
0: it. And that that was that conversation with Dan. She was having. It was that that conversation with with Dan. With Dan was really he wanted he was stuck on his his his, his belief system, and she was trying to teach oh. him more. He just couldn't go like, anymore. He just wanted to Dan? leave.
2: Okay, yeah, the little
0: boy. That was that, that was you know. Lenny asked earlier about emotional scenes. That to me was the emotional scene because I felt like I hate I didn't capture all the, the quotes she said at the moment, but she was dropping some real earthy shit on Dan and and to. To uh, Steve's point, Dan just was like, yo. But
2: because Dan needed I don't comfort. Need that. Dan, at right. that point, you know, he had lost his parents, you know, he had lost his sisters, and, you know, he needed comfort. And this lady was like, God has changed. They're like, okay, but what is that going to do for how I feel right now? I mean, changing what? So, you know, and to, I guess for me, thinking about it in a way that is not emotional it's like for me okay i can only go so far in math it's not that much we're gonna do past that i mean i can talk all day and we can sit up here and you know i can talk about how smart i am and all these other places but you know past algebra one where are we going no way. so you're not gonna get any more people can only go so far and that's 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 my limit but I really, I really enjoyed, you know, watching them go through those phases. But nah, I, I, Larkin annoyed me because you know you all usually get the way. I hated it. Hate I hate the characters. I hate them. Lauren annoyed me. You know, as a mom, I was like, girl, you just need a whipping. And um, yeah, you know. But I can I can't say this. So you can, y'all can go ahead and villainize me right now. Done. Yeah, Lauren could have just, when Ben Cole said, let's go to Hempstead, Hempstead, Holstead, and live in that <laughs> big house on the ocean. I
1: knew you were I'm going out. to, I <laughs> knew that was going to be something I'm that you were going to highlight.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you.
1: So you, you'd have dropped everything that you live for, that you've been working on. If you if you were Lauren and
2: Earthsea was your thing, I would still You work. would have abandoned that? You know, I believe in moderation. Everything. No, Teresa, everything in moderation. Teresa, you wouldn't
4: have been Lauren in that situation. You would have been Ben Cole in that situation. You'd have been like, "Yo, Lenny, let's go." To- <laughs> let's go to- yeah, I-, <laughs> I mean,
2: I well, and then, but I th- also thought about it from the perspective of she was pregnant, and I know how you feel when you're pregnant, and I know you want to nest and. Everything, the most important thing to would you... Would be
1: more of a reason why you would have wanted to go to uh, Halstead.
2: Exactly. Because you know Jared is coming for the radicals. I would have been That's like... That's
1: probably one of, another one of Larkin's
2: rubs. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I would have been a lot more strategic with Earthseed at that point. I would have said, okay, I got this baby to think about. Let's time to go underground. Let's start sending out our... You know, I would have been talking about teachers at that point. It took Acorn to be invaded by the seven maggots for them to start talking about, oh, well, you know what? I like the way they did this. Now I need they send out teachers. I need to send out teachers. You could have jumped past all of that. But I know it couldn't have been a book without it. But she could have jumped past all of that and been living in a house on a hill with the baby and Ben Cole would still be, like, she killed my dude.
4: Mm, 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 mm. But but at the end of the book, Teresa, where would they have been?
2: Where they are because she still well, would have sent what, out. What would have been happening? She would have sent what her, her been And she still would have had her child. Happening. I mm. don't
4: know. Would she? Because her people weren't going to leave her people were going to stay they, she was going to leave
2: they were going right but they were going to go underground and be more strategic they weren't going to be this one big target for jared and the crusaders
4: they, they weren't talking about that she was just going to leave
2: no but she should have once she realized what was going on when Cole gave her that offer she should have said let me think about this and see how it goes but she was like nope not gonna hear it not gonna hear yeah, it
0: that was the that was the part where you know I remember coming to the realization that this this story has already happened, right? This is old stuff, mm-hmm. and we're reading it now. And I was telling Lenny the whole, uh, this is like The Walking Dead, like that whole conversation has been had, right? But to the point, I hated Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead because I felt like his character was so focused on him and always wanting to protect his family. I think Lauren has well. That's where she's come, She's the Rick Grimes of this story, and like earthsea has got to take over every conversation. It's like every time she's in 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 a, in in a dialogue with someone, she's trying to figure out a way to to teach them about Earthy, mm-hmm. and that it's kind of compulsive in a way, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it, it to your point about her not making a good decision, like because she had done better by her family and Earthy by by going along with her husband
2: <laughs> but not in a silent way as the crusaders wanted in a very vocal way yes i'm going and and women, i talk all the way there you tell me what uh, to do where's my room <laughs> <laughs> which side of the house is mine
0: yeah she could she said she, she still could have had a show but maybe not. I don't know. That's a good question, Steve. What would have happened? Where would they end it up? She wouldn't be going to space.
2: She still didn't go to space. Nah. Uh, no, she he didn't go to space. Dead she dead let her. them go and He's say, you know dead what? Dead. I'll come <laughs> up there later or <laughs> die right in here. My, yeah, in my ashes. My no, ashes, no, ashes yeah. her,
1: her in the ashes. But what I will say
2: about that, which was interesting, because when uh, Parable of the Sower opens and they're talking about the stars and she's looking up there, never in a million years did I think that she was being literal. So, I will go on record and say, I didn't see that guy. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: going to lie. They, they I didn't see that just, take I, the space I, I really. Because,
2: space. not on, only because, it's a little bit contradictory, too, simply because, you know, I was trying to have so many parallels. It was sometimes a stretch for me. Because um, I was like, okay, so she did say in Parable of the Sword that a religion has to have some other level, somewhere else to go. So as in Christianity, it's heaven. And, you know, so she was talking about that. So she said, we have to go to the stars. And I was thinking, okay, she couldn't be literal. I just thought it was figurative. But here we are, and we just watch these big space buses take (laughs) people to somewhere. We don't even know where. Think about heaven as we know it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know it.
1: Well, as as we know it, oh, like a, know as it. it's been taught to us. Streets of gold. <sighs>
0: yes, the streets of gold. What part of heaven? Streets of gold? The mansion? Yeah, all of that, it's right? Sending
1: my lumber. You you remember how we were during the pandemic and you couldn't leave the house or your little area? Right. You're like, golly, like, I want to go somewhere, right? In heaven, where do you go? You know what I mean? Is that really a place that you want to spend
2: eternity? I don't know. I just know... <laughs> That everything what Biggie
0: say dog when I die fuck it I wanna go to hell <laughs> cause I'm a piece of shit it ain't hard to fucking
2: oh. <laughs> and he said that out loud <laughs> um, no Biggie what okay man I just feel like I don't wanna go
0: to heaven with the goody goodies dressed in white fuck yeah I like black tims and black hoodies gotta probably have you on some real sit okay. with sick shit strict, strict shit no sleeping all day no getting my dick lit. Okay. hanging with the goody goodies okay. lounge in paradise okay. like Fuck hey, that shit. God. I want to. That that's what's shit. wrong with us. We got so much stuff in our heads that we
2: don't need. That's just a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. I
0: mean, it,
2: it's what he's talking about. The point of having a hope of something better mm. so that you don't, you know, you have a focus, you have a goal. Just like in Earthseed, there's a focus and a goal is somewhere to reach. She said it herself. You can't have a religion without a goal to aspire to. If you go into all these virtual reality bubbles, like uh, Lynn's mother, meta, and you metaverse, these things, meta, meta, metaverses, they weren't metaverses. Okay. That's what we got going on right now.
0: They was masks or what
2: were they called? You put on or the mask. Yeah, yeah, the you mask. You have on the, the yeah, mask. Yeah. But yeah. then there were even some other things that sh- they talked about in a bubble or all of that. You could create these perfect worlds. That's why people were getting addicted to them. Because it was being, it was taking you away from your troubles and putting you into a state. That's what drugs do for people as well. So we, all that is is a personification, or whatever the word is, for something to get you away from your troubles, because all earth reality is trouble for people. That's what from the day you are born until the day you die. You're dealing with some type of trouble. Person believes. So what do you think heaven is? Don't worry about what I think it is. It's not your business. It's whatever I have. It's it's not my business
1: because you don't want to commit to it. No, it's because You don't want to commit to your idea. What is your idea? It's not your
2: business. Because whatever it is, it's personal to me.
1: Does it involve me?
2: Nope. (laughs) Not at all. Because it wouldn't be heaven if it involved you. Does it involve anybody in this house? It might. Uh, <laughs>
1: Harvey, what, what does your heaven look like, Harvey? Oh, it's
0: you know we get we get we got Dante's Inferno, dude. Saying,
1: that was too. a scary book.
0: Well, I mean the picture. You know what I mean? I'm t- you know in history the picture is is shaming people's concept of hell. Yeah. You know, um, I think if you look at like the uh, the papyrus of Ani, you see the the judgment scene, and you see the the heart being weighed by the feather of my eye and the dog Anubis there. I mean the, the the concept of the afterlife and what happens next it it's, it has changed. It's mm-hmm. gotten more scarier over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So
2: and I, you know what I just want to be honest. You would it would have to because look at what's happening to people over time. <laughs> I mean, you know how hard is it to scare? Like when I was a little girl, my granddaddy just had to look at me. I stopped. You know. Then my kids, yeah, you got to touch them. Then they stop. Uh, the second kid. You you gotta touch them. You gotta <laughs> strangle them. You gotta choke them. It's a whole bunch. So it needs to be a scarier thing. I, you know, it's like child, you, you going wait, to wait, hell. Wait wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Gotta
2: pull a gun up on them. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A That's,
0: a That's a mama talking. That's a mama talking.
2: A hundred percent. All society has to have oh, me, a healthy amount of fear in their citizens constituents whatever because there's consequences so when we're talking about life and going through life there are things that keep people balanced in their lives there's so many times when people say I ain't going to hell for that Simply because you're balancing out the things that you've done in your life and you're saying, I don't need that little bit to push me over to whether there is a hell or a heaven or not. Whatever it is, I'm not playing with it because I'm not going to do that. And so I was just describing that as time has progressed, it's got to be a little bit more of a consequence. But that's the concept of what we're talking about because Harvey just said it has gotten scarier.
1: Donovan, what does heaven look like to you? Oh man, it's lots of naked people. Lots of naked folks. I'm telling. I'm telling your mama. Is it like a mean
3: Definitely, in in lots of parts. But then there's other parts where you know you just eating breakfast. It's like a. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a really big Atlanta without all the crime. Without all the crime, <laughs> whatever you like, just just do the the show the tab like hey what's up and they just yeah
1: it, it's either uh, yeah and uh, nay uh, but uh, no uh, aggression. aggression oh no unless unless that's what you like because you know <laughs> different strokes okay okay I understand
2: <laughs> I mean I don't like to uh-huh. be I'm clearly alone
1: come on now baby
2: you know baby hill you don't like that that's why you're not in my heaven. Okay,
1: we're at the segment of the podcast where we rate the book. Mm. So, Teresa, while
2: I'm looking at you, could you rate the book? Sure. One I through ten? am going to give Parable of the Talents a s- eight.
1: What happened to the other two?
2: Uh, they don't. They're not there. And I actually was going to say seven and a half. But I just kicked back a half point because I enjoy Parable of the Sower so much. So she got a residual 0.5 from Parable of the Sower. Eight.
3: I think I'll give it an eight as well. Um, But that's because when I don't like a character, the whole book has to suffer. Um, I think we could have went deeper into Marco's story. like. I kind of really want to know what turned him... I mean, I know he was a slave and a prostitute and all of that, but, like, what made him still cling to the church like that and then also betray his family?
1: It gave him some sense of identity. That's all he knew. His dad was he a pastor. to be like his dad.
2: I think a better question, though, Donovan, is what made him cling to that church? You know, but Mm. if it hadn't been for that, uh, it would probably not be a story. (laughs) You know, I I have to go back to that all the time. The things that make you the more upset, if you took it away, then you're like, would this have been a story? Um, But, yeah, because I look at it, too, and say he could have been a preacher anywhere. Um, He didn't have to hurt his sister like that. But He smacked it, too. Yeah. And to
3: your point, Lenny. I think everybody kind of in both of these stories are, but especially this one is kind of struggling like with like an identity issue, like because nobody really gets to keep their their original identity. Like everybody has to lose it in some way. Like we start calling Lauren Olamina throughout for the rest of the story. Like I forgot her, her name was Lauren for a little bit. Her daughter loses herself, and Marco loses himself. Like nobody gets to stay. Nobody gets to leave as themselves. I guess.
0: Unless they get killed by dogs or
3: something, mm. yeah. Mm. Or Amina. I mean like she she men.
2: stayed kind of true to her cause, and um, I think that that was a little bit of her downfall. It was that she had her blinders on and she just wouldn't veer off for anything or when you anybody. Say
1: downfall? You talking about Lauren? Mm-hmm. What was her downfall?
2: Well, the downfall of her relationships. Uh, with her brother and her sister, even though her brother was more of the antagonist, but had it not been for Earthseed, she might have been able, well, how she felt about Earthseed, she might have been able to uh, Mm -hmm. see eye to eye with him and understand more that he needed to be uh, in line with the Christian religion and that, he needed that to connect with his father in a way that nothing else was going to be able to do. But she just rejected everything that was not her idea or in her sight.
0: Yeah, but Teresa, I think Mark is still the person who chose to leave. I think, I think. Uh, uh, Oh girl I had space and earth seed to live with Mark. I don't think Mark could tolerate that shit. Mark, oh, 100%. No I server.
2: just feel like she... You know what I, mean? I mean, you're right, and I, that was the part of the story that had to be, but just if she had had just a little bit more of a give to her, and that was, I think, her problem with Ben Cole as well. She just would... You know, she just didn't give mm-hmm. much.
0: No, she didn't. She had that a soda juice. She was a soda. Mm. <laughs>
2: I, I can see Besides that. You. Mm. And you know, I did not feel I'm that at to... all. Mm. I might have given that a three.
1: Mm. That a solid score, Yes,
2: book? indeed. <laughs> you know, I I, I believe in a lot of Chicago give, book. uh, give and take. And she was a lot of my way or no way. And I, and you know, it's just funny. Is I maybe the book could have been from Lynn's point of view view if we had another one but lynn was able to even as a sharer and maybe that helped that she was a sharer but she came right in and she was able to see uh lauren oh yeah oh lamina what was her name oh uh, yeah oh yeah oh lamina she was able to see her see her and she does she said you like to tell people what to do and that's true. She's been telling people what to do since the beginning of the first book.
1: Does she like it or that that's something that she has to do? If she wants to promote and proselytize people into her belief system.
2: I think that's, that's something that she has to do to do that. But you can turn that off. You know, Ben Cole was her h- husband. There should have been some soft spot there for him. Marcos was her brother. There should have been some soft spot it there was for some him. soft spot mm. She saved his life. She did save his life, but it was still on her terms. Because remember, she didn't even let the people know what was going on, which I know she couldn't, but she then just had them sitting there for hours. She was just the type of person that was... I'm taking over. And sometimes you have to, but you got to know when to turn it off.
1: All right. I'm going to rate the book. Go ahead. I give the book a nine. And the other one goes to because it was so damn long.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, Yo, it was girl, always something that, going. Like, damn. It, Get yeah, that, but please. God, dang. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was rough. She could have cut some of this action out and put another book in it. So you know, that's that's just my take. Harvey, you chose the book. You go last. You give us your review on the book.
0: Um, I'm gonna get a book a nine out of ten. Um, I I just didn't like it. It just was too. It was it wasn't as exciting. You gave a
2: book a nine that you, you don't didn't like. The like the book Listen. Harvey. Listen, I didn't like. But it. then how did it I get didn't a like nine? It.
0: Cause I respect it. <sighs>
2: Don't have to put. Okay, so we giving our, our numbers on up.
0: now. Nah, straight up, I had to put some respect on this book. It's a it's a dope book. Okay. I mean, it's a dope. It's 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 long, but it's well thought out. Even though it's other stories that could be told, um, it it definitely set the tone for the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is huge. It stole the whole thing. Um, so. I mean, her influence is is definitely recognized, and and I was wondering, Teresa, when you were saying that you could predict the ending. You know, sometimes we see stuff, so maybe we've seen this story played out somewhere else because the influence that Octavia Butler's had on other other writers and other screenwriters, or whatever. Oh well, I I so didn't see I,
2: the 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 starships because again, I didn't think that that was literal. <laughs> it was just those relationships things that well, I could I, see. I'm wondering because like
0: I'm wondering now when I got introduced to critical race theory was Octavia Butler part of the conversation because in critical race theory, they do these kind of narratives and these, these storytellings and fiction stuff. Matter of fact, they got one called, uh, faces at the bottom of the well, Derrick Bell, this is the precursor to the number one critical race theory book. They got this story called the space traders, Where they make a bargain between these aliens, whether or not they're going to send black people off for all these wonderful items, and so all this cosmic slop, cosmic slop, yeah, exactly. It's the state they did exactly. Cosmic slop is the space traders, exactly. It's it's, with George Clinton, the same thing. So yeah, so so, but to the point, it's like that's Octavia Butler stuff. Like now, I'm I'm seeing like all these places where she may have influenced things, and so. That's why, you know, I don't like Jay-Z, but he's a dope rapper. So, you know, that's why this book gets a nine, you know what I'm saying, in, in my okay. perspective. Because it just, I just didn't, it just took too long. And it was just weird. And I'm glad I listened to it versus reading it. However, I can see the value of reading it versus listening to it, if that makes sense. This this is definitely something that would not hurt to put eyes on. But it's great to listen to because it it, it, it doesn't, it's frustrating, but it doesn't just, you know. Like if if I didn't, if I if I would have quit, I wouldn't have known what happened, right? right? <laughs> Obviously. So, anyway, it's a nine out of a ten. I love Earthseed. Um, to, to, to Lenny's point earlier, Earthseed is very real. I think it has a lot of uh, practicality, and there was a lot of moments where I was like, "Yeah, I, I needed to hear that. That was good." And um, so yeah, um, I'm I'm happy to have you know explored the the text. I don't know if I can do another one though, Um, but maybe we'll
2: see.
1: joining us. You can find us on YouTube at The Brus Bookshelf, D-A-B-R-U-H-S, the Bookshelf, and follow us on Instagram at The Bruz Bookshelf. And if you enjoy following us and don't have the time to physically read a book, join Audible. Go to our YouTube page, click the link below, and get your first month free. Our next book, which is just released on Audible on March 3rd, is Finding Tamika, I don't think there's a hard copy out yet. Thank you for listening. Give us a five-star rating and I hope you enjoy it.